Welcome to We Mostly Pot Out at Night, mostly. I am Graveyard, joined by my co-host Salem. This is episode one of our new weekly All Things Horror podcast. Our topic for this week is First Love. So, uh, our first topic that we're going to be discussing is our first horror movie. You know, how old you were and what would you consider the gateway to horror or anything like that. Um, so, Salem, what's what, what's, you, what's your first horror movie you can call watching? The first one I recall watching, um, it would only be pieces and parts because uh, I was terrified of them <laughs> as a child. But I remember <laughs> in um, whatever, whatever year Aliens came out in, I was uh, we had HBO, but I was not allowed to watch HBO. Uh, so it was one day when nobody was looking, um, I turned on HBO, and it was the scene in Aliens where the alien jumps on you know the big APC truck that Ripley's yep. driving. And it's the scene, you know, the alien like sticks his mouth through the window and then she stops right, and, yeah. and runs it over <laughs> and that. And it scared the crap out of me. So I just, I turned it off really fast and I was terrified to watch that movie. So that's the first <laughs> horror element I can remember watching and then being scared of. <laughs> um, and then I think the next one after that would probably be um, the scene in the Roach Motel. And I think it was, was that Nightmare on Elm Street 4? Uh, where she turn where she's working out and she turns into the roach like yes, her yes. arms her arms break. Um, I believe that was either number four or number five. I think is that the one four is where she took their powers. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I just remember <laughs> I remember watching the movie. I only remember that part because I'm I'm terrified of of bugs, large bugs. And of course that hit me hard and i was i can i still remember that scene now i don't think i've ever i don't think i've watched that movie again since then i, I should i should know because i just watched these a couple weeks ago i i want to say it was number five because that's when she got the new group of friends and i don't think she was taking their power i don't know what power she would have taken from um that person I, I, she took the powers of her brother Number four, that was you know the, the martial arts, the scientist. Um, but number five was like the uh, comic book guy, right? Okay, yeah, I remember that one. No, I don't. I yeah. don't think it was the comic book one. I think that one was after. Okay, I, I mean I could be wrong. I, I yeah. also rem- vaguely remember him eating um, like a meatball off of a pizza that had somebody's yes. head on it. I think that yes, was the that- same. Yeah, at the diner she was working. She worked at in in four and five. Mm -hmm. She worked in because Alice was her name. Um, Yeah, so that's the first first one I can remember enjoying. (laughs) Was I think it was like uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Okay, ever see that one? I I just remember the only one I really remember is the one with the gargoyle, the gargoyle story. I remember actually really liking that one. I wasn't terrified of it. I actually did. Yeah, so for for me, my first my first horror movie kind of glimpses here and there was my parents always had Jaws on. It seems like that scared the ever living crap out of me. I have a fear of going underwater, and that didn't really help a lot. Um, that was, I mean, that came out what seventy eight, seventy six. Um, but I, I recall going uh, family reunion. I had older cousins that were in college when I was young and watching and they had on the first child's play. Older sisters and there they couldn't watch it. 
and I wasn't actually that terrified to watch it because I didn't have any stuffed animals or dolls growing up. So it didn't really hit me in that way that Jaws did. Um, but I would say, I remember, you know, I think I always caught glimpses of Killer Clowns from Outer Space on TV. It was always on, but I never had a TV guy to say what it was. So I always saw bits and pieces for like years, never figuring out what it was. Until, I'm pretty sure that was one of the movies that they just put in to a time when they didn't have anything else to put there. I don't think right, you could yeah. plan ahead to watch that movie. <laughs> but I just always try to like I try to describe it to someone at the video store. Like there's like aliens that turn people into popcorn. They wrap in cotton candy. And no one's able to tell me what it was until like horrors came around. Is able to say, "Hey, oh, this is Killer Clowns from Our Space." And one of the first DVDs I had bought. Um, but. You know, we have our childhood memories, but what would you say was kind of like your gateway movie into horror that you watch and you go, I need to watch more horror. Like, I I am all in for this genre. <laughs> um, wow. I, well, I think the first one that I watched that I really thought that horror had something else to it you know what i mean it wasn't just you know the scary stuff i had seen or you know or just like you know goofy scary stories the first one i saw was like okay this genre really can be good and i would say that would be the first hellraiser that one okay yeah it had a lot of like weird backstory and a lot of weird you know worlds and and just you know a lot of just cool you know cinematography i mean everything about it was just different it really well done well made (laughs) definitely scary that was the one that really got me to like love horror as a genre. That was the one that, like I wanted to watch more horror movies after watching that, just because it was you know I, I see what it what it can be when it's good, and I wanted to see more of that. Okay, I mean, yeah, I I, I don't recall the first time I watched Hellraiser. I think I think kind of like the first R-rated horror movie that really got me into it. You know, I saw like Tremors and, and Tremors Two. That was earlier stuff. But for me, my first franchise thing that I can deeply remember going, I need to see more, was Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Now, at that time, I knew who Michael Myers was. I didn't realize this was, like, number six in the long line of, of horror movies. But um, the character of it, even though it was Donald Pleasance's last movie as Dr. Loomis, you know, as you know, I was maybe 10 or, 11, or 12, that came out when I was 12, when it came out, and like me and my friends were like, "Hey, this is awesome! We need to watch more of these." And then we kind of started like making scripts to play Michael Myers and be Doctor Loomis and all that stuff. Um, that really Doctor Loomis really is interested. the worst child psychologist, <laughs> by the way. Just to <laughs> uh, sure, he is. He spent what six years trying to reason with them, and nine years trying to keep them locked up, <laughs> and then. The year after that, shoot him. Yeah, he stared at him for a while, then decided he was bad and went full on murder hobo. So, right, yeah, but yeah, I mean, on Halloween, then I go, this is this is pretty good, and I started watching, you know, the Halloween movies at that point in time, and that kind of like introduced me to the slasher genre as a whole, and going, hey, there's other franchises, you know. So with with then like next question would be. With that knowledge of you like horror movies, how did you determine to pick up and watch? You know, we grew up in a time before there was internet, and we generally only had to rely on 
whatever is available at our stores, though, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when when I started getting into horror, the, we were talking late eighties, early nineties, where it's you know the place you go is you know your your local video store. Um, say you go in there and you know look for <laughs> obviously covers that look cool or scary or you know I always was the sucker for the sci-fi related ones. Um, but yeah, it was like that. Or if you watched, you know, if I watched a movie that was in, um, you know, a, a franchise or, you know, similar movies, I would, I would try to watch all of them in that, you know, franchise that I could find anyway, back then it was, couldn't always necessarily find them all. Right. Especially with so much movies, I think, I think A's exploded with, with the VHS, you know, in, in our, in our stores and our rental stores that. We just couldn't keep, they couldn't keep up with that. I know um, the rent store by my house growing up, they had their own section that you had to be 17 to go in there to even browse. So for me, you know, my parents never liked horror. They never let me watch horror growing up. Um, So I was never allowed to go into that section. So I kind of missed part of that in my early childhood, but more so when, you know, Mid mid nineties, um, and DVDs started becoming a thing. You know, this took up less space, and yeah, I would go through and go. I've never seen this franchise, and try to pick them all up. Yeah, I did that. I did that later on. It was like when I got to, um, like, late high school. You know, when I started having like some of my own money, and I went and got my own, you know, video card at a different video place. That's when I would start renting i'll be like okay yeah i'm gonna watch every single texas chainsaw massacre movie and i would rent all of them that they had and i would just you know watch them all in a row um that's why i started doing that later on because you know that movie stories by my house <laughs> were not all that great so you know they'd have you know a friday the 13th but they'd have you know like the first one you know the fourth one <laughs> you know the seventh one right. it would be like it wouldn't be all of them it would be whatever random ones they had you know they probably had the other ones at some point they probably just wore out or lost them or broke or stole whatever um right but you know i got lucky and and the video store that i went to primarily um late 80s early 90s was that in order for um, there to be a restriction for me to not rent rated r movies was uh my mom would have had to tell them to put a parental lock on the account and she didn't know to do that so she never did. There was no separate room. There was a separate room for porn stuff. <laughs> you know, you had to right. be 21 to get into. So that was a separate room. But all the other stuff was just wide open. And since my mom never put a restriction on that account, they would let me rent whatever I wanted. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I realized that because later on, like it was luckily it was right before we moved. She figured out that she could do that. And, and it was as a punishment for me. I forgot for what, but it was a punishment for me. She put that lock on it. It was horrible. Oh man, that was horrible. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I, I think, I think our because our rental store was the next town over across a decent highway that I had to go, and I could just ride my bike there. But when Family Video opened up in our town, I go, I think I was maybe fourteen. I was already working, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna have my own account, and I just would go down the horror section and just go every movie I could find and. It wasn't a franchise that I could see. Try to watch it. I yeah, see. I always went sci-fi first, and then I usually would watch all the sci-fi they had, and then I would move into horror. Well, because yeah, they were usually <laughs> right next to each other. They were almost always right next to each other because you know they bleed over right. quite a bit. Right. But yeah. yeah I, would, I would watch at the sci-fi side, and then eventually work. 
Now, did your did your story ever get to the point where instead of having it by genre, they just literally had it alphabetized just across the entire store for um, every movie? They did. Well, I would say it was mostly older stuff. Like the older stuff was all just like stuffed in the back. Like you know, they had the the newer racks where they had like you know the 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 VHS cases like facing out where you could see the art and everything. And, you know, they had space between each one and it looked all nice, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they had the older ones, which were just like stuffed in the back and they were like, you know, stuffed sideways <laughs> so they could fit more on the shelf, <laughs> you know, and the movie was actually right. inside the box. There wasn't like the separate plastic case that they would sometimes be in. They were just inside that box. And yeah, those were like the right. older ones or, or the, I don't know, maybe the crappier ones. I'm not really sure, but. But those were, I think, they were supposed to be in alphabetical order. I don't, I don't know if they all were, but they were close to it. <laughs> um, but then they would have like the newer ones or the more popular ones were actually like um, by genre in the front. But it was, yeah, I would say the but but most of their stuff was in that and those you know, side loaded <laughs> garbage versions in the back. Yeah, and and I think I know I did this um, when the switch over was happening from. VHS to DVD that they'd have all their all their VHS for sale that like you know buy buy for two dollars or whatever it was and I would try and go pick up any horror when that was going on. Yeah, I got I got to that point. Well, well, when when Blockbuster when all the Blockbusters were going out, um, that's what that's what I would do. I would go there and look through because they had their movies were like super cheap, but. Uh, you know, you kind of you had to open them up and look at them because some of their movies were in bad shape. Um, yeah. But you know, you open them up and look. You know, as long as they're good, you know, you could get yeah, whatever ten movies for like whatever, like ten bucks or right. twenty bucks, yeah. whatever, whatever it was. You get a lot of them. But yeah, I would say probably at least half of my actual DVD collection was probably pulled from uh, Blockbuster and other video stores. But I'd say mostly Blockbuster. Yeah, and you know, for for me, picking up horror movies as as I, I was able to drive and get to stores, and just going down to like Suncoast videos and going to their horror section and just find all the stuff. Like that's where I found out, like, oh, you know, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes had more than two. There's like four of them. Is there <laughs> really? They, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, they, uh, they. I think they go to France. Oh, and, of course. Uh, Did you go to Italy first? Yeah. I would assume it would be Italy. Uh, no, no. I mean, yeah. First one was, you know, the classic, right? Second one is uh, George Clooney. <laughs> um, and the 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 TV show that came out was based off of the second Attack of the Killer Tomatoes because it had uh, Gomez Adams um, at, as the doctor in, uh, you know, number two. Um, but I really started just going to the bargain bins of horror movies and just if I didn't have it, I picked it up, regardless if I haven't seen it or not, because it's like $2 or $5 or whatever <laughs> it was. <laughs> no, I, I, would, I, I bought ones that I had seen. I wasn't, I wasn't rich enough to have money to buy ones I did not see. <clears throat> that was later. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, like I said, it's, it's just like that, the, that, the vision and like the story, I think they did an amazing thing with Evil Dead, you know. Yeah, with the five dollars that they used to make it, definitely. <laughs> right, right, and, and it was, and you know, instead of the final girl, we had the final boy, and realistically, Ash wasn't even the hero. Like Scotty did more damage to the Deadites than Ash did. 
he would actually refuse to do anything about anyone that was turned while Scotty kind of took charge. And it kind of was, a good, I think, a good lead up to the overarching story we've had for almost you know 40 years now of Evil Dead. Um, but like I said, that, that's, that's like, all right, you can have low budgets and make a good movie. <laughs> so, you know, we, we talked about briefly, you know, the, the aliens, um, you know, having seen that scene and kind of scaring you, but can you remember it could be any type of movie, horror or not, there's obviously scary scenes and, and other things that really scared the crap out of you as a kid, you know? Um, yeah, well, definitely. is uh, uh, When I was a young, young child, we lived in a a not so great neighborhood. Um, and we, we didn't have any air conditioning, of course, nothing, nothing like that. It was a really, really hot day. Uh, me my mom and my sister, um, decided that, you know, the only way to get out of the heat was to just go to the movie theater, right? You watch whatever movie is on, <clears throat> you know, they always got air conditioning in movie theaters. We'll go do that. Right. So we go to the movie theater and, uh, ET is playing, <laughs> which, you know, is a huge, huge <laughs> movie at the time. So we jump right. in and watch ET. You know, it's supposed to be kid friendly and all that kind of stuff. You know, and I was like, great, great, let's just do that. So we watch it, um, and of course, it was still hot when we got out. So we just went back in the same theater and just watched the same movie again. Um, and we did that twice. So we watched it a total of three times in a row. Um, and then when we came out of that third showing, um, there was a guy in the lobby of the theater wearing an ET suit. Now, I'm not exactly sure what happened between me and my sister and this man in an E.T. suit. But to this day, my sister can't go anywhere near anything E.T. related. Like if she sees a toy or or a statue or even the movie, she she like gets freaked out. And she has to leave the room. And me, I'm, I'm not as that bad, but I'm still uneasy around E.T. I have not watched E.T. since then. I don't want to. Right, but I can see clips. I can stand well, to be in the same room as a toy or a statue of him. I'm just—he always makes me uneasy. I still so I have would you, a. Go ahead. I was saying, would your sister be afraid of the new commercial that ET and then Elliot returned for that was like last yes. year? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. Like I mean, I had a nightmare that night about ET that I still remember to this day. Like it. Like it just happened yesterday. I remember it vividly. I can still remember the layout of the apartment we lived in at the time because of this nightmare, because it, you know, I can see the layout of the apartment in the nightmare. Um, right. And it was, <laughs> it was, uh, um, ET dressed as an old lady, like he does in the movie. <laughs> yep. Yep. Tricked my mother that he was the babysitter. <laughs> so my mother left the apartment and left us in the care of ET and ET dressed as an old lady ran into our room. Me and my sister had bunk beds. I was on the top bunk. And uh, he grabbed my arms and started spinning me around in circles. You know, and as a child, I was terrified. And I woke up falling off of the bunk bed onto the floor. Wow. (laughs) And I I was still like, you know, whenever there was, uh, you know, like the the monster in the closet or the monster Mm -hmm. in the shadows or whatever, with me and my sister, it was always E.T. For the whole rest of our childhood, whenever we were scared, E.T. was hiding in the closet. E.T. was hiding in the dark. My sister was always <laughs> convinced that E.T. was sitting on her dresser when my mom turned the light off in her room. Um, so, yeah, so that was that movie traumatized me for, <laughs> for Which, a long time. Did you, did you ever think of just 
playing Reese's Pieces on the floor <laughs> the closet. <laughs> no, and that's the funny thing is Reese's Pieces is my favorite candy. <laughs> like, so I don't know how that happened. I don't know how I like started ended up liking Reese's Pieces, but you know, disliking ET. I don't know how that happened. Because yeah. you were about five or six when that came out. Yeah, yeah, I was no, yeah, I was, yeah, it I was came out eighty four. Yeah, yeah, I was a small yeah. child at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I, that's I, I. Yeah, I can see that. I definitely can. Et e. was kind of creepy and not like the Mac and me horribleness of the aliens, but like a pretty put together, well alien creature. I can see that. You know, there was there's scary elements. There was you know trauma, or especially the the feds bursting into the house. I mean, there were scary moments in there. Oh well, yeah, sure. I mean guys with radios are threatening. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, they're all radios. They're all pointing radios at each other. Well, yeah, just like yeah, the hillbillies in the woods all had flashlights. Right, right. <laughs> but no, I did not watch that remastered version when it came out. <laughs> I did. I heard all about it. I saw the pictures. I didn't watch it. Like I, I, I still don't like it. I still just stay away from it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for for me, it seems to be a trend. Spielberg. It's Jaws, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. I said Jaws. My parents, like, for some reason, my parents always had it on, you know, and they thought it was okay because it's a shark. Therefore, it's not really a horror movie, even though it's a nature type type movie, right? And growing up, learning to swim, you know, I, older sisters and dad, they're teaching me how to swim. They're always like, oh, you know, go to uncle's house who has a pool, jump in the pool, we'll catch you. And they never did. (laughs) So I was, I almost drowned a couple of times and blacked out from that. Like I just couldn't do it. So a fear of water really came to me at an early age for that. And then jaws in the water. Like, I'm like, I like there's something in the water that can like get me. Like, I think it's like he bit off the boy's leg. That scared the crap out of me in the first. (laughs) Um, and so my sisters being older and thinking it's funny, they played the piano. So they, Learned to, they learned to play the Jaws tune just to freak me out, and I'd go run and hide. Like, if I heard the music, I'd start crying. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. I was probably like three or four. Um, and so, I, you know, I still have the fear of being going underwater. I don't think I could, I could probably go in the submarine. I don't think I can go scuba diving. Um, but uh, I think 1990s, so I was like five or just turning six, we went to Universal Studios. And at that time, they had, you know, Haunt, you know, Disney had Haunted Mansion, but, you know, they had, like, part of the King Kong set, Murder, She Wrote. Um, we went, they were fil- they filmed the Swamp Thing TV show at that time frame down there, which we got to go on that ride. That was pretty cool. But we went to the Jaws ride. And <clears> I go, I, right. I'm like, I crying I'm like I, I don't want to go on the Jaws ride <laughs> like I just right. don't want to and I'm like no they'll be fine and blah blah went on the boat because you know everyone else wanted to go I was the youngest I had to go on there and I sat in the back left of the boat and you know having my I, I wasn't even like my parents were separating me from the edge of the boat I was on the edge so I was able to see everything and so when the time came up for the shark attack it came right at that spot <laughs> My parents, like, I was screaming. <laughs> My parents were, like, pretty, I'm pretty sure probably pretty embarrassed. But, like, I mean, that's what the ride was going for, right? But, like, I was so upset. And then we went on the E.T. ride. <laughs> <laughs> you you were probably that. fine on the E.T. ride. I would yes, be terrified. I was, I was fine on the E.T. ride. Um, 
So, you know, kind of are, are, are scares, stuff like that. I mean, do you think anything has lived up to a scare like that? Has there been something that scared you while watching it that much as, as, you, as you're browsing these horror movies or have stuck enough with you that it kind of sticks with you, like, afterwards? Um, the, uh, <laughs> the earlier, well, you know, well, I, you know, closer to, to, to where we are now in, in the timeline, um, yeah. I would say the only thing that came close to the <laughs> terrifying ET experience that that we had um, would be uh, this is back in early nineties. Um, it was the first Candyman movie. Ah, uh, yes. Now, <laughs> um, it was a weekend. <laughs> it was it was me and my sister again. We had you know we're living in an apartment, in a different apartment, not in a quite so bad neighborhood, but but close. Um, and my sister was spending the night at a friend's house. Um, my mom was away for the weekend, and so I was home alone. Um, I want to say I was probably, I think I was like 12. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, my mom was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be here. We'll take you to the video store. We'll rent a bunch of movies and games, and, you know, well, you'll have a great weekend by yourself. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> so, we, you know, I get all these movies and games, and I'm like, I'm all set. And so the first night, um, you know, I was playing a game. I don't remember but you know wait until the sun to go down make sure it's nice and dark you know because whenever you watch a horror movie it's got to be nice and dark right oh absolutely absolutely yeah so <clears throat> nice and dark you know it was probably like 10 o'clock put in the original candy man the very first one yep um you know a terrifying movie <laughs> so <laughs> get all the way through the movie and this is you know vhs days so get all the way through the movie hit stop hit rewind and as you know as it spins up and starts rewinding the power goes out. <laughs> now the power was out to the whole block, like you know, because we were in an apartment on the on the you know on a balcony. I'm looking out, and I can see that the whole none of the in the whole neighborhood has power. It's all out, right? Nothing's there, and the power did not come back on all night. Oh, wow! So <laughs> I was like, you know, trying to sleep, but you know, obviously, I'm I'm like too terrified to sleep because you know my brain still hasn't even fully processed this movie yet. And now I'm like, you know, oh, you know, now I don't have any power. <laughs> now I can't open up the fridge to get snacks or anything because I don't want, you know, things to go bad. So I'm just kind of like sitting in bed, <laughs> you know, trying to to not, uh, you know, scream or freak out because nobody is coming for at least two days. <laughs> right. So I'm going to be alone <laughs> for two days. So like, I'll be like, okay, I got to I got to be strong. I got to get through this. But yeah, that was that was probably the most scared after ET. And I have, I don't think I've been that scared. Definitely not at a movie or, or, or TV show or anything horror related. Never haven't been that scared since then. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, I think when I, when I was very, very young, like body horror got to me a lot. Um, and I think Hellraiser in particular got to me a little bit. Um, I, I think I can remember having dreams of being torn apart by by the the Cenobites, right, with hooks and everything. Um, and you know, it was, it was kind of after that and before I got into watching you know, Halloween, especially the, the Curse of Mike Myers, very cut, very added down, very wired down for the Halloween movies. Um, but yeah, for a long while, body horror, I just couldn't watch. You know, I'd have you know, I kind of every once in a while I have sleep paralysis and stuff like that. Like if you feel like you can't move, and that's always remind me when I was growing up, when I was growing up that I had it that it was like something like Hellraiser, where I'm just like can't move. They're gonna 
get me and tear me apart. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's a, that's a you know a fair fear. I mean, those those hooks and chains in those movies right. were, were terrifying. Yes, I, and, yeah, and 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 even with those with the effects then too. Like you can watch you can watch some of the slasher stuff and you go, okay, you can see that's the dummy or like. Was the omen with the the window pane going through? Chopping cut off. It's clearly even then watching it. You know, it was a dummy. But like the the effects of Hellraiser were so good. Yeah, except for except for the lightning effects. Right, <laughs> the lightning right. effects were cheesy, <laughs> but everything else was terrifying. Right, and it's uh, it's amazing that we can have lightning effects be so cheesy, but we have like lightsabers a decade before that that looked really really good we've had i mean i don't want to say tron but i mean there there is like the the proton packs in ghostbusters those look great i don't think those look cheesy i think they still hold up today but obviously yeah, horror movies horror movies have a lower budget so you know the fx budget probably wasn't a lot and so anything that wasn't you know um practical effects looked different i think yeah, I think they they spent all their money on uh, you know fake blood and viscera, <laughs> and they didn't have anything left for lightning. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, so obviously we've we've been watching horror movies a lot of our lives. Um, would you say there's any time that you've had a falling out with with horror as a genre, and kind of like what what made that call for you? What kind of brought you back into? Um, I did, I did. Uh, yeah, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I had the uh, that time period where you know I got my own you know video card and I was going to uh, Hollywood Video and I was renting all of the franchises. You know, and I was watching all these horror movies that I had not seen before. You know, basically all the all the major franchises I watched all of, um, and then you know all the ones that I you know heard of or looked interesting stuff like that. Um, and then I watched them, and then you know watch basically everything they had and then I looked at everything that was new and everything new was just is this the same kind of stuff it was like you know continuations of the same franchises or just blatant rip off of those franchises or just just plain not good not interesting movies i don't know this is probably what mid 90s late 90s yeah, yeah. um and they're just yeah there was yeah there just wasn't a whole lot going on it was all the same kind of recycled garbage nothing interesting nothing happening um and, and I fell out. I mean, I still would watch them occasionally, but it wasn't my go-to anymore. You know? Like, I didn't really care. You know, like, the the major franchise versions would come out. I was like, I, you know, I didn't care. I didn't watch them. <laughs> There's still some that I haven't seen from that era because I just never went back and watched them. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it was like that for a while. You know, I mean, there was some stuff I liked. Like, I like Saw, you know, during that, that time period. But, you know, eventually that got too many versions. And <laughs> I felt the same with that <laughs> as I did with the other ones. Um, and, uh, you know, every now and again, you know, if one looked interesting, I would watch them. And I was, you know, usually disappointed and just didn't care and just kind of backed off again. Um, but I would say right. it was, well, with the last, within the last decade, you know, I, I watched um, the, the, the movie that actually brought me back was It Follows. Um, I watched that. And, you know, it is a very simple, you know, horror movie. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. It's like a basic, you know, hunting down kids, you know killing right. you know directly killing kids that are you know sexually ghost, active you know? ghost std yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um and it's very simple right but it was it was just very well done and i think it was just like a weirdly fresh take on it i, I, don't, I can't i don't know exactly why <laughs> but it was just something original something fresh something new 
that wasn't the same old recycled garbage. And then after that, I was like, okay, you know, maybe there's some, some, you know, horror stuff I can watch. And I've, I've been more into it since then than I definitely was, you know, for the 10 years before that. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think for me, uh, some of the following I had out was, I, I'd call it the PG 13 horror movie era that we had. I mean, there's always been PG 13 horror movies, but I think it was very young adult teen, like young teen stuff. Like, you know, you can say, I know what you did last summer is a slasher and it's a decent movie, but like all those movies that you can look at, you know, that's a nineties movie, late nineties movie, early two thousands movie. And like, you know, I didn't particularly care for it. Like by that point in time, most of the slasher genre was dead. I, th- I think most everything coming everywhere from the 80s was dead. And we just got into this weird I wouldn't say I don't necessarily say supernatural movies are bad, but it was more supernatural kind of like thriller-ish, but young adult really watered down horror I, I think is a lot of it, you know. Um, and I don't particularly like, you know, American Werewolf in Paris because in London was, a, I think, a far superior movie, but you know, it's that thing. Like, okay, we're gonna have Jeremy Michelle Geller, Josh Hartnett, Joshua Jackson, whoever the the heart team heartthrops were at that time. You know, um, and I just I kind of didn't like those. And you know, uh, when when Freddy versus Jason came out, which was like two thousand three, I'm like, all right, we're getting slashers back. Of course, I was disappointed two years prior with Jason X. <clears throat> I thought that was I'm like, all right, we're gonna get back into this. Cool. You didn't um, like Jason in space? No, not at all. Oh. Not at all. That that's one of the weakest ones for me. <laughs> um, but he had a cool that, mask. Like, that's true. It's a cool space but mask. As as you mentioned, saw and like Eli Roth appearing on the scene, like you know, with Cabin Fever. I'm like, all right, simple movie, right? Gory, and it is kind of back to I feel a basic. That we that we grew up with is what horror movies are, you know. And then you know, first saw some gore, not a lot, and you know they just became gore fest. But like, like I said, Eli Roth, I tried anything that he made. You know, Hostel loved Hostel too. I loved Cabin Fever, absolutely loved. You know, and saw one and two. I really enjoyed. I think they're good stories. And going from there, um, but then we kind of got into that. You know, gore fest for like a couple of years there, where like Saw did really, really well, Hostel did really well, and everyone else is just trying to up the gore factor to the point where we just, it was just that. Like, there wasn't much substance to it at, at that point in time. Um, just seeing who can have the most blood on screen, who get away with the most of it, right? Um, and yes, there, I always watch the mainstays that that came out there. Obviously, you know, H two O came out ninety eight. Did watch Resurrection, Halloween Resurrection, um, and I thought that maybe we'd get more stuff as more genres were getting picked up, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and some of the stuff didn't really live up to it for me, and I kind of fell away from the slashers because that was a dead genre. But yeah, like I've always watched horror movies a lot, but that that area that that about five or six years span there. I just really didn't care for much that was coming out. And, but yeah, I mean, a good premise, a good simple movie 
I think we're back at like this golden age of horror that we have originality back, that we have good stories, atmosphere, you know, world building that we didn't necessarily always have growing up. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And, and you know, looking back on that, you know, on the time period where I had fallen out, I mean, there are some good movies that were in there that I just kind of missed because, again, I was staying away from the genre for the most part. So there's a lot of stuff that I missed. And the ones that I did see were just unfortunately not the best ones. But, um, <laughs> right. but yeah, no, I mean, I think it was still a, a slim time. It, it wasn't totally bad. It wasn't like there was nothing of value in there. I just at the time, I didn't see it. <laughs> so I just kind of kept falling, you know, more and more off the wagon, I guess. Right. I mean, I think what I think uh, a, a production company that I really enjoyed that time frame that really I tried to stick with was Dark Castle Productions with the remake of, of House on the Hill with the remake of 13 Ghosts, you know, Ghost Ship, Gothica. I think they put out solid movies that were good. And that's yeah. why I steered towards uh, at that time frame. I like those. I, yeah, I, I actually, I liked, I think the best one on that group is 13 Ghosts. I like that movie. Right. I, I, well, I think that I liked the ghost designs. <laughs> so I yes. think what it was. I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think everyone we start towards the end of the decade get into cheesiness as a lot of those franchises move on. I think the '90s started building that. We started getting some cheesiness in there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's I'm I'm glad it's back. I'm glad we have you know, people like Jordan Peele making great movies. Betty Alvarez. People are just taking the genre more seriously at this point in time and making it like a worthy thinker of a movie not just turn off your brain and watch yeah no I, I, yeah i'll give you that there's definitely a lot of interesting things happening um yeah yeah i mean yeah there's there's enough to have uh, you know their own horror channels and <laughs> and apps and and streaming services and all that stuff so right i mean there's, I there's think, a lot more happening now <laughs> right and you know and and kind of on this on this point of our, our lapses and discussing what done you know your movies that you grew up with my movies i grew up with you know do you do you rewatch them often does like nostalgia play into it do you always have to defend them to people um do you think it ever lives up to the original first time you watched it on rewatches um yeah i don't i don't think they ever stand up to the original time because that first time you watch it is like you know it's a magic time right Right. You know, your, your brain is kind of like, oh, man, what is happening? This is fantastic. And you never, you know, it's kind of like, you know, what's like opium. It's like chasing the dragon. You're never you're never going to get that, right. that, that <laughs> you know, beautiful feeling you had that first time. But it's still a great movie and you still watch it all the time. Like, you know, Aliens is, you know, sci-fi horror. I, I love it. I watch it all the, you know, well, I, I don't watch it all the time, but I watch it at least once a year. Um, and it's, I mean, it's still great to watch. It's not, you know, it's obviously not as magical as the first time, but still fantastic to watch. So, yeah, I mean, I, I rewatch my, my favorites and I don't think they're getting any worse. <laughs> they're not the same, but they're, they're definitely not getting any worse. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think the genre as a whole, we could say has stood the test of time for a lot of stuff that, you know, there's stuff to be said with practical effects that not more people are using practical effects now and just trying to make it look more authentic. And the 80s obviously was a huge part of it. Um, you know, for for me, you know, I Friday the 13th comes like maybe twice a year. On Friday the 13th, I will watch as many Friday the 13th movies as I can. 
I will I will do it. And I have I love rewatching them. I love rewatching Halloween. I love rewatching you know Nightmare on Elm Street. I do that every couple of years. Um, I'd Can say you fit that, all of them in like a twenty four hour time, like like Friday the Thirteenth movies? Can you actually watch all of them it, in one day? Is yeah. it possible? Yeah, there's. If you want to get, if you really want to count everything, so we had up to Jason X, so there was ten. Freddy vs. Mm-hmm. Jason is eleven, and we had the Friday Thirteenth. I don't want. I want. I don't want to call it a remake. It was like a, a summarization of movies one through four. <laughs> That came right, out the new one, yeah, yeah, yeah that right. came out in 2010, and I thought it was a fantastic movie. Like I said they had, you know, the mother in it briefly. They had him without the hockey mask. They had him get in the hockey mask and then be defeated. So like, like that's Friday the 13th, one through four, just kind of condensed into a ball. I really um, like the scene and, where he smashed the kid against the tree with the sleeping bag. That was it was really yes. well done. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, but like, like I said, I could rewatch these these franchises of stuff I grew up with. Now I don't watch all the horror movies I grew up with a lot, but I, I like to stick with like, I consider my favorite stuff to rewatch. And I, I will go through and watch them, but do you ever like with like, say um, get out or, or us that there's so many things in there. Do you rewatch it a couple times to catch everything or you just kind of like one and done those type of movies where there's like a lot more stuff to observe. Um, I'm pretty much a, a one and done person. Um, uh, you know, I'll watch it. I, I, I like to think that I catch <laughs> at least most of the stuff in them. Um, but you know, it, you know, after you watch it, you know, you whatever, you know, if you're looking at reviews or, you know, other people talking to other people about it, if they mention something that I missed, I might go back and watch it again. You know, if, if it's something that I think is important, like I was like, you know, it might actually change my opinion on things or at least, you know, sections of the movie. Um, right. I'll go back and watch it. I mean, that rarely happens, but I will. Um, otherwise, most of the time, I'm usually, I mean, I'm usually just a one time person. You know, I can usually remember just about everything in the one time. But again, if I think, if I find that I've missed something, if somebody shows me that I've missed something, yeah, I'll definitely but do you um, go back and watch? You watch Aliens. Is there anything else you kind of just rewatch from your childhood that you really enjoyed that you just continuously rewatch? Like I don't know if there's anything in the past fifteen years I continuously re rewatch though as a horror. No, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything. I mean, there's things that I definitely like want to own that I would want to watch again at some point. It's more like if somebody's over. <laughs> that hasn't seen it, I kind of want to make them watch it more right. than me watch it again later. Like I, I wanted to share it with somebody who hasn't seen it because it's, it's good rather right. than me having to like watch it to refresh myself, which I will, but you know, that's going to be, you know, a years in between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's a horror movie that the wife doesn't want to watch right away, I will still go ahead and rewatch it or watch it. And then she's like, I want to watch this. I'm like, all right, let's watch it again. <laughs> Sometimes that comes back me back in the butt because I watched Morbius and then she didn't see it and she wanted to watch that again and I had to watch it twice. <laughs> Unfortunately, you watch it, Morbius two. It's Morbin time. I have. It's, it's so great. <laughs> I, I can't wait for more for Morbin three. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like the part where he said it's Morbin time and then he morbed all over those guys. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a great scene. Um. You know. So let's kind of get into you know. Are, are are the medium as as a whole, right? You know, 
we we started off renting VHS and and the DVD world where we didn't have much to go off of other than like box art or just a brief description and we'd make our decision off of that. Do you feel that has morphed into the video on demand, on the streaming, on the shutter, all these other places that there? Do you feel like that's a new, the next logical step in selections? Um, I mean, it it is, and I, I don't want to. I don't think it's for the better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's what it is morphed into. I mean, essentially, it's you know the video store you know uh, that we went to as as kids. You know, you're looking at all these, you know, physical boxes on a shelf, um, you know, and but of course, you know, in those days, there's always the risk of like, you find something you like in the movie, that movie wasn't there, you know, somebody had already rented it out, which was sucked, but right, it happened. But you know, obviously, video on demand, you don't have that problem. But yeah, I don't think you don't you don't get the same effect. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have like, you know, screen blindness or something like when I'm, you know, browsing stuff, you know, on a streaming service. I don't know. It does. It doesn't feel the same. I get bored quickly. Now, <laughs> just click away. Like I get tired of looking for stuff. Uh, whereas, you know, when I was in the video store as a kid, like I, I would be there for like hours. You know, just like you know, looking, reading <laughs> for forever. It just, it doesn't feel the same. Even though it technically is the same thing. You know, you're looking at the box art. You know, you click on it. It gives you the little synopsis. Right. You know, the, I mean, it's the same basic thing it just for me it doesn't feel the same i guess that's because i'm a, a zennial but is it is it because we grew up analog and went to digital when we were teenagers right like or mm-hmm. it, it happened in our you know before 20s maybe like that it, it kind of went to that part you know where things started going digital and stuff like that that and with these streaming services you pay for the streaming service and I would argue that maybe there's too much information overload because if you're looking at a horror movie section, you only have what 50 to pick from and you can kind of go through them a lot easier. But now it's just everything's at your fingertips and you're just like channel surfing now with movies or things to watch. I I think that's kind of what I'm at for a lot of this stuff is, you can browse the the horror selection and just like nothing looks interesting. Now, is it easier because you know when we were renting, it was our money that we were physically handing over to somebody, versus now we have the streaming service that we don't necessarily think of the fee that comes with it, and now we can not be as granular in choosing. Because um, we don't like possible. the movie, you're just going to turn it off. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're spending your own money and, and, you know, you're rolling those, you know, that dice, you know, like, is this going to be good? Is it not going to be good? Um, that's why, you know, back then, you know, you'd go by what, you know, people told you was good or, you know, word of mouth kind of thing, or, you know, this would look good. I mean, obviously you get burned on a lot of them, which, you know, the box art doesn't even match the movie at all, but right. Right. You know, again, yeah, you get screwed over for me. Like I said, I don't know what it is. If it's like, you know, too much stimuli, I get overloaded. Like when I'm looking at streaming services, like, I just, uh, there's too many. Like, I, I don't know which one to pick. Like, I don't, you know, I, there's nothing there to gauge, you know, whether it's good or bad or whatever. Like, I don't hear about it. So that's why, like, nowadays I'll, I, I keep a physical list. You know, I have one for TV shows and one for movies. So where, like, if I read an article, if somebody gives me a word of mouth, you know, you know, suggestion about a movie, it sounds interesting, you know, like, or a show, like, okay, that sounds cool. It sounds like something I want to watch. I right. have to, like, actually write it down. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, okay, this is one that someone has recommended to me. So like, okay, I can watch this, you know, knowing that at least someone <laughs> in my life, whether, you know, even if it's an article and somebody that I don't know, that's fine. There's, you know, right. if it sounded interesting enough to me and somebody recommended it, okay, then I'll watch it. But yeah, just blindly looking like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have the, the will to do that anymore. Does it, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, is it just too much information? I guess I would like if I would you were able so. to say play a roulette reel and do a random horror movie and it just pop up and play. Would that be better? No, <laughs> I'd probably. I think I'd be dis. You know, I'd probably be like worried that I'd be disappointed. Like it, I'd get the worst one. Like I want to. I want to pick the one that's a good one to watch. Which you know, I guess you you don't know when you're looking at them. You have no idea. One could be you know great <laughs> right next to the one that's bad and they look equal you know you have no idea that's why i kind of go by the you know so, the word of mouth right, or, so, or or article that's why i go by my lists <laughs> so as the digital age has progressed we have become less likely just to pick and watch everything yeah like i've gone backwards you know it's it, you know everything's digital everything's at your fingertips and i've gone back to writing down a physical list <laughs> right of things that i want to watch which is you know what i should have done Right. Back in the 80s, but now I'm doing it now. I don't know if I'm just getting yeah. old or what, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all are. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, uh, kind of let's discuss our, our switch shops, kind of go to our favorites, right? You know, we have mm-hmm. many categories that we can discuss. And let's, let's pick some categories. Favorite slasher. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> Right. I mean, jeez. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many of them. I mean, I'm just going to kind of go by my favorite, like, franchise <laughs> slasher. Because that, that, at least that, that's going to narrow it down for me. And I would say, I would, I, after I got over being terrified of the roaches, I would say it was probably Freddy was my favorite. Um, just because, you know, the dream thing was a lot scarier to me than, you know, just like a random person, you know hiding in the closet um, right. <laughs> because, you know, you, you, you're stuck in your dream. There's nothing you do. And it was more, you know, a lot more interesting things could happen in the dreams, you know? Right. More, more and fantasy. Also he had, yeah. Right. And he had better one-liners. Oh, I mean, yes. Yes. I mean, there, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely weak spots, but I mean, it, it, it yeah, I, I agree. Like, you know, Freddie is an iconic character. Like everyone knew who Freddie was without even seeing the movie. Um, you know, I uh, slasher wise for me is is Halloween. Um, I've 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 stuck through the tough times of Halloween, um, and I think overall I I like it. It, it. It's the the essence of essentially pure evil, right? That's that that's the idea behind it, and it's just you know we can get into the timeline storylines at some other episode because there's so much. But the silent, you know, antagonist, the the boogeyman, that you know, depending on where you're at, just randomly pick people. You know, there is nothing to it. You know, um, I mean, I've I love a lot of slashers. I, I've tattooed half a sleeve of just slasher icons. <laughs> but Halloween for me is the number one. For slashers. Number two is Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Um, but what would you say the worst slasher? Oh, jeez, the worst one. <laughs> the worst one. You could pick uh, one. You could pick a movie because those are easy to do for the worst ones. I'm gonna say my, <laughs> my least favorite slasher movie was Sleep. What, what is it? Is Sleep it Boy Sleepaway Camp? Camp Two? Is that the Driller Killer? No, that's Slumber Party Massacre. Slumber Party Massacre <laughs> Two. Yes, with the rocket, because, with the rockabilly. Yeah, he's like singing songs and shit, and like playing guitar yep. for no reason, yep. and no one is enjoying his music. <laughs> and then he's got a drill on his thing, and for some reason they're in a construction yard. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, there, there's not even like what, what's the connection to the first movie? It was like the one chick, the like, sister, yeah, the dreamed sister. about it or something. Uh, the the younger sister, she was supposed to be fourteen, even though she's like in her twenties. Right. That that she survived by like being in the fridge or something, and that she came back the second one and dreamed him, and that's he came out of right. his dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know, the, it just didn't make any sense to me, and like the singing and the songs are terrible. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it really rubbed me the wrong way. I would say that was probably my my least favorite slasher. Uh, for I mean, yeah, that that those are bad. I did watch them a couple of years ago. Rewatch them, just like there's four of them now. There's the three all written by the same people. The fourth one tried to be like a whole legacies thing, and that was just awful. I understand yeah, what it did. I don't even want to go past two. Two is so bad. I don't want to go past it. <laughs> right. Um, if I had to pick a worst slasher movie. And I'm gonna go into my own franchise where my favorite is I'm gonna go with Halloween Resurrection. Um it was so generic and so <laughs> like you know what I mean like we were introduced to a lot of people in there. Like I think that was the first time um I recall seeing uh Katie Sackoff, right? Was it, it was it oh, Katie Sackoff's in it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I might I might have to watch it. And then Pete, and it, it was just it was a parody almost because it was the whole like going into the whole MTV reality TV stuff and it just leaned so hard into that as a slasher and I just don't think it jived well at all with the entire movie like it just made things not Michael Myers regardless of the timeline. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. I mean, what, at what point in the timeline is it? Is it after H two O? It's the movie one directly after H two O, so it's H two O sequel. And it was just if you want to see Buster Rhymes do some kung fu to Michael Myers, that's oh, that's your movie. God. Yeah, that that was, and that's kind of killed it for a while until the Rob Zombie ones came out. Like, like oh, this is not good. That <laughs> killed it. You know, because well, I, I, I think that was the only one I was of age to go into the theater to go see. That was like my first Halloween movie in theaters, and it was that one. Resurrection? Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. So, I, I think I know the answer to this one. Sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, since Aliens does technically fit in that category, that would definitely mm-hmm. be... My favorite, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe something got burned into my brain when I got terrified as a child by watching that one little scene, you know. Yeah. Um, and then later on, um, yeah, like it's a friend, I was over at a friend's house. This is, jeez, 
fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade. Um, okay. So I was what? How old were you in fifth grade? Nine. I 10? was. I yeah. <laughs> so like, anyway. Yeah, ten or eleven. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So I was over at his house, and he's like, "Oh, you want to watch Aliens?" And I'm like, "Oh no, I know I've seen a part of this movie, and this movie's terrifying. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be scared in front of my friend or whatever." I'm like, "All right, fine, I'll tough through it. I'll tough through it." Um, and I watch it, and it was it was amazing. It blew me away. It was, I mean, just, I mean, it's still to this day my favorite movie. But my favorite movie is the special edition, <laughs> the 154 <laughs> minute version. That version is my very favorite. And the 138 hey. minute the theatrical version that is a great movie. Not not saying it isn't, but it, that's not my favorite movie. And that first version that I watched at that friend's house was the 154 minute version, which, uh, you know, it was on VHS and that that exists. It's just a very 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 small number of them. Um, and I just lucked out and and got to see that for my very first time watching the movie. I got to see that for for years afterwards. I kept trying to find that version because, I mean, as a, as a kid, I remember certain scenes, you know, like the sentry gun scene. I remember that because right. it, it was a it was a fantastic scene and it just it wasn't there. Like I would watch movies. I'm like, how come this part isn't in the movie? Like, what is going on? And it was that's actually, you know, the very first thing I looked up on the Internet. As soon as I got access to the Internet, that was the very first thing I looked up. What is up with aliens <laughs> and the sentry guns? I need to know. So the sentry guns were not, because I've seen it with, I've only seen the sentry gun. That's the special edition. That's the the 154 minute version. The 138 minute version, the theatrical version, does not have the sentry gun parts in it at all. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't have the sentry gun parts in it. Yeah, it does not have um, the part where they're they're trying to talk about what the aliens are, where they're talking about, like, what are they ants, are they bees, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah, All that is cut out. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's cut out, and don't get me wrong, it's still a good movie without that. It's just not a great movie, without it, in my yeah. Opinion. Um, but yeah, that's obviously my my number one. For um, me, my number. Have to, go, go ahead. ahead. I'll say for me, the number one sci-fi is is going to be the first Alien. You know, I, I think I you know I know you're more of an action guy, and that's why you know you really like Aliens as well. It's a lot of action. I like. The, the it's almost a slasher at that point. <laughs> it just you um know, it's yeah yeah it it's basically is yeah, but it's it's sci-fi because it's an alien. You're in space, and I consider it to be in the sci-fi category. Oh uh, no, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, you're on a spaceship in space. That's definition of sci-fi with I an mean, alien. Right. <laughs> that's the, the, right. The xenomorph, the xenomorph is not on my horror. Tattoo sleeve. It's on my sci-fi link. Well, <laughs> you know, as long as predator, right? I mean, as you know, most horror purists don't consider it true horror. You know, it gets labeled as sci-fi more than horror. But I mean, obviously, it has both elements. And right. I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's my favorite sci-fi. But no, yeah, Alien, the first one, definitely. I think it, it definitely is, and it's and it's a fantastic movie. Don't get me wrong; it's a great movie. They're both yeah. great. I mean, they're arguably, you know. You can argue back and forth which one is better. You know, I mean, they're different movies. You know, like I said, obviously, right. I said Aliens is is more action. Alien is more, you know, suspense. You know, thriller slasher. Um, right, but they're both fantastic. Yeah. So the worst sci-fi horror. Oh man, I mean, there's a lot to pick from. You can pick anything <laughs> from the nineties. <laughs> not not anything from the nineties. Not anything from the nineties. Not Event Horizon. But other than Event Horizon, 
Event Horizon is awesome. <laughs> right, I'm um, saying, but you can pick lots from the 90s as, as, as sci-fi. <laughs> that's garbage. Wow. See, that's my problem, though, is that what if it's a sci-fi movie, I usually don't label it as bad. I usually find some little element of something that I like enough to not hate it, <laughs> to not dislike it. So that's a, that's a very hard question. Uh, I'll say mine. The Relic. Really? Yeah. That or Mimic. Oh, yeah. That one was... That was the bugs in the subway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's like three Mimics. Was there three of those? Yeah. Jeez. They keep making these. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even hear them. Like I would, I would throw all, maybe just all the mimics as, as the worst the sci-fi, the sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. I don't know. Maybe I'll <laughs> say. What about the uh, the leprechaun in space? Leprechaun in space. Leprechaun in Space would be my least least favorite sci-fi movie. How about that? Sci-fi horror movie would be Leprechaun There you go. In I'll space. take that. I'll I take don't that. even know That's what Leprechaun it is. I just it's number four. It's number bad. four. <laughs> yes. He has a lightsaber. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Saves the damsel in distress with the lightsaber. It was, like, it was like one of those movies I watched. We were at a party, right? <laughs> Everyone was like, you know, talking and drinking and having fun. And it was just on in the background. And I barely watched it, and I still hated it. Like, that's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about supernatural stuff, like entities, ghosts, kind of in, in that genre? Demons. Right. Huh. What's, what do you think is your, what do you think your, what would be your top pick for that? I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Right. Right. I'm trying to, uh, ghosts. Oh, does does Hellraiser fit in that? Is that supernatural, or are we looking more like ghosts type stuff? I I think Hellraiser is supernatural. It's it's a it's a being from another dimension that I think that fits the supernatural pretty well, mm, like yeah. a different realm. Not like not from space, but a different realm. Let's say, right. That's where you use supernatural is it draws power is from a different realm. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll go I'll go Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Hellraiser? Um I like it. I like that. Um for me, I would honestly have to say the nineteen ninety-nine house on Haunted Hill. Because it's there is supernatural, there's obviously ghosts, and I think that Jeffrey Rush did a spot on Vincent Price. Like, <laughs> he he was Vincent Price as far as I was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Chris Kattan, right? I mean, a lot of big names, but that's not why I watched it. I just thought it was, like, a fantastic... Like, the original, fantastic. Love the original, too. Big Vincent Price fan. And I think that is a supernatural... Now. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back. I don't know if I've actually watched that movie. I, I, like, it's one of those movies I've, I've assumed that I did. I thought I did. Or Thirteen I Ghosts. Thir- the remake of Thirteen Ghosts is up there too. I mean, that's yeah. like easy. That's a good one too. Like I said, that one's a great. Castle, I right? like. Yeah, I really <laughs> like the the ghost designs in that one. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Tortured and Souls. Ma- was it right? Matthew Lillard in that? I think Matthew Lillard was in that, right? Yes, Matthew Lillard, yeah. Tony Schlub, um, uh, Shannon Elizabeth, uh, the guy who uh, J.F. Abrams was in uh, Mystic Quest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, worst. I mean, there are some pretty bad supernatural movies uh, out there. Jeez, <laughs> bad ghost movie. <laughs> Let's see. Or supernatural. Right. Go with an entity. Jeez. Would anything, <laughs> would anything from the final destination list make that? Um, well, I mean, I, I haven't seen them all. The ones that I saw were uh, all right. All right. You can throw Candyman three if you want. <laughs> in there. Dude, I don't. I don't think I've seen that one. I don't even know if I've seen <laughs> Candyman two because the first the, one scared me, so I didn't want to watch anymore. But you, you watched the new one. Yeah, the new one, the remake I was, yeah. Or I not, it's it not a remake, but it's a new, the newest. Sequel. Yeah. Sequel. Spoiler, that's a sequel. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that one was good. I like that one. But oh, oh, it's, it's well, man, it's the Hands of Fate. Is that, like, is that a supernatural one? Because that's, that's my, like, all-time least favorite. Is it not about <laughs> a demon-worshipping cult? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> It's one of those movies that I know I made it through all the way one time, and I just like, it. locked it out of my memory. Like it's it's that bad. Um, yeah, but no, yeah, Minus Hands of Fate, yes, is a terrible, horrible movie. So if that one counts, yes, I will say that it's 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 horror. That's right. for sure, right? But there, it, it, but not only that, but it's just uncomfortable. The way it was filmed, it's like you know they they're they're filming the scene, and you know, and then the people just sit there and like stare at each other. Yeah. Like minutes at the end of the scene, like I mean, I, th- I watched a uh, a documentary where I think they were saying it was the kind of camera that he had that it was it only like filmed in like five minute increments or something. Yep, something weird like that. But it like it it couldn't be below five or above five. It had to be exactly five. So that's why some of the scenes right. are longer than they should be because he didn't bother cutting them. He just like stuck them all together. So it's like these all these five minute scenes that even though if the scene was like four minutes long, they stand there staring at each other for a full minute before it goes on. It's just it's so hard to watch. It's it's the kind of movie that it even even um you know Misery Science Theater people, yeah. yeah they had a hard time like even even with them doing the, the riff track oh. on it, it's still hard to watch. Oh yeah. What it's about, like you can tell that they're like painfully trying to make it through this right. movie as well. It's that bad. Right. What about Exorcist 3? Wow. That's the worst. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. I think that's the heretic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the heretic. <laughs> yeah. That was that was that was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Good contenders out there. Right, what about like a a thriller? It can be, I mean, supernatural could be a thriller as well, but a thriller like uh, like a murder mystery, if you want to call it murder mystery, even or just like I mean, there's I think there's a lot of good ones. It would 
I would have to say, like, you know, would you consider The Shining to be a thriller or more supernatural? Um, I mean, there's supernatural elements to it, but I would say it's more of a thriller because, I mean, the movie, I mean, it mainly revolves around the, the father character. Right. Right. I mean, like I said, there are supernatural elements involved, but it's more of like his downfall. And that's a thriller to, right. you know, the other people involved, his wife and kid. Yeah, thriller for me is going to be, there's a couple of good ones. Like, I really enjoyed Identity. I saw it in theaters. I thought it was a great premise. Oh, yeah. That was a good you movie. I like that one. That was the one with John That's Cusack, a good thriller. Right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. a, lot, lot, yeah, a lot of big names in it. But, yeah, I mean, I thought those were fantastic thriller. Like, the, the twist ending, like, you never saw it coming. Well, again, this this is it's another one of those movies with the storyline that I really like, where it's a bunch of people that end up together, you know, stuck together for whatever reason, and they don't know each other, and they don't know why they're there or what's happening, and they all have to try to like you know work together to figure out what's going on. It's it's another one of that storyline. I love that storyline. Right. What about uh, we can go with that? I mean, I, I love that. Uh, it's been my pick's identity. Um, can you think of a just one another one off the top of your head that you'd say is your absolute favorite is identity as well? Um, I mean, identity is great. Certainly, thriller. Did you watch the night? The night house. The night house. Yeah. I don't think so. It's a fairly it's a fairly recent um, movie with. Rebecca Hall? Is that what it is? Is that who it stars? Rebecca Hall. Um, her husband died and she starts seeing aspects throughout the night and seeing another house like hers. I think I, I, think I told you to watch it. I don't know if you had it or not. It's, I mean, it sounds familiar. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Um, can you think of a really bad? Oh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, right? Silence of the Lambs yeah. fits in a thriller. There we go. Yeah. Is that your, <laughs> you're saying the worst one? <laughs> <laughs> no. <Come on. laughs> All right. I mean, you could say Hannibal <laughs> or Red Dragon. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we're not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manhunter is better than Red Dragon. <laughs> Yes, I will agree with that. Deep but it does, I mean, it's the same story. I don't know why they did it better. I don't know why they did it worse. But I don't know. I, I'd, I'd throw that those down as contenders. You know, um, what about horror comedies or comedy horrors? You know, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of really bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a that's a yeah oversaturated with bad. Yes, right. What would you think? What would be your all time favorite of before? Well, I'll let I'll let you go first because I know what it is, and I don't want to steal you. Mine? Yeah, I mean, if you want to count Evil Dead Two as a horror comedy, yeah, see, I'll throw that see? in there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't want to steal your thunder by saying it first because I know it's yes, Evil <laughs> Evil Dead Two was like the right amount. Of 
of comedy and slapstick into like the first one's pure horror, second one's good comedy horror. Yeah, no, it was, it was yeah, it was definitely yeah. Evil Dead Two and Army Darkness were always on. You know, we used to have you know parties or drinking and you know everybody's <laughs> you know yeah. having a good time and there was always something on in the background and that's we always put on Evil Dead Two and Army Darkness because they were fantastic. Um, I, I remember you know it was like the tool said sheen. Wow. Yeah. Like that, the tool shed scene. Um, you know, we'd always, you know, do it because his mouth doesn't move. <laughs> right. That scene. So we'd all try to say it at the same time that he did, but without using our, without moving our mouths. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, yes, that's, that is a, uh, pinnacle. I think Arm of Darkness played at noon on Sunday on the sci fi channel every Sunday. I want to feel <laughs> like, or Comedy Central is always on. One of those, <laughs> one of those ones. I think it was like always right after Mystery Science Theater aired. Those Saturdays, <laughs> I think it's always right after Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> I mean, do you? I mean, that's you know, horror comedies exist. Uh, you know, you can't look past like Shaun of the Dead, you know, or or Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Like mm-hmm. it, it's so self aware, but does it in just the right? Yeah, yeah, those are good examples. Those are those are it done right. Those are it done correctly. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people, you know, swing and miss <laughs> trying to, right. to to steal that thunder. But so what do you say would be the worst one? The worst one I have seen would probably be Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. <laughs> it is a hor- It tries to be funny. It tries to be, you know, it tries to, like, understand, like, oh, yeah, we know we're a bad movie, but we're going to make it funny. And it just misses. It's just bad. But, I mean, there's so many examples of that. I mean, that's just literally one example of, I mean, there could have been a hundred movies, with, you know, <laughs> the, the, the same quality of, of, of garbage. But that's the one I'm going to go with. What about... Chud too, but the Chud. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's pretty down there. I, yeah, I think like I said, um, there's a lot of them because yeah. again, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the franchises, you know, well, not the not the the star franchises or big franchises, but a lot of the smaller franchises as they move on, they have to like move into that you know comedy territory in order to like try to keep people interested. Because yeah. they can't take themselves seriously because no one is, else is taking them seriously. So they have to try to embrace it, and they always embrace it the wrong way. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about Monster? I, I consider a Monster movie to be uh, a, a creature or a natural predator. Or natural, like, you know, Jaws, Razorback, or Cujo as Monster movies. Right. Um... Would Predator count? I think so. Okay, I'm going to go with Predator because I love that movie. <laughs> First one? Yes. First one. Would you count The Thing? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely, it, 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 you know, sci fi, but it's a sci fi yeah, monster. A few of those. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, it straddles multiple different categories here. But yeah, no, definitely a monster. Yeah, I think The Thing. Is is something I would I would pick as a as a monster creature feature, if you will. Oh, that yeah, that one could also be like a thriller too. 
you know, because there was that element of yeah. like who is, who isn't, right? Mystery, yeah, yep. Yeah, whose whose blood is clean? Who's is right. now? We can probably list off a thousand of the worst monster creatures oh, that exist. <laughs> right. Look and at most MSC3K, of them just because yeah, yeah. MC three K catalog. Boom. There's there's most of them, right? Yeah, and most of them is just because like the monsters were so bad. They were just so fake that they're just you can't even believe that these are supposed to be scary. It's like what what is this thing? This is not scary. This is ridiculous. Right. Like yeah, like the uh the giant squid from uh uh what was that Ed Wood movie? Night Night from Outer Space. <laughs> is that the one where Bella Lugosi is, is wrestling with the squid who is obviously not moving? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what, yeah, whatever, whatever movie that was. <laughs> that yeah, would be the, yeah. the worst, because, yeah, it's, the, it's not even moving. It's not even reacting at all. It's just a fake squid that someone is rolling around on top of. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I agree with that. I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's always winners and, and losers. Obviously, and there's some that are good, some that are bad. You know, I would, I would, I would throw in some of the scary movies, but they're not horror. You know, or those are more parodies or Shriek. I know what you did last Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> which was Tom Arnold and you know, who oh, else? Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold yeah. was all you had to say. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, kind of going to what we think are the best and, and worst. You know, um, how you know. I think we probably our tastes have changed over the course of our of our horror watching, right? Over the decades, what you know, and stuff like that. You know, kind of what do you look for now? Do you do you look at cheesy and campy? Do you look for more story and originality? Or you know, like if you, I know you're looking for more substance. I believe you know right now, right? But can you yeah. enjoy can you enjoy a good cheesy and campy movie nowadays? I can, I can. It's just there's there's this horrible ratio that upsets me, and that there's you know like I think I've mentioned it before is that there's a lot of you know these movies that they try to be funny, they try to you know embrace oh we're bad and we're gonna be funny about it. There's so many movies that try to embrace that and just fail miserably, and there's some movies that you know they just genuinely try to make a you know a a funny cheesy campy movie and they succeed and they do well, but it's a minority a, a very tiny minority of ones that do it well versus the this giant mass of horrible versions of that let's let's put it out there we're all talking about sharknado right i mean well yeah i mean yes that is definitely in that category i wouldn't say if that's the only one but yes that uh, that's definitely in there and it's you know, it's like they're they're trying to be oh we're self aware and we're going to be goofy and funny and we're going to have chainsaws fighting sharks in a tornado. You know, I mean, it's just again, can you do it well? I don't know if a Sharknado could have been done well, but I mean, you can make cheesy, shitty, you know, horror movies funny or at least entertaining, and Sharknado just isn't. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's because the actors are just not skilled enough. <laughs> <laughs> to do it, I mean that might be part of it. I mean I don't know, but it's yeah, it's not. Or is good. it is it too much tongue cheek where the, your tongue has pierced through your cheek? Right, and it just looks stupid, right? Um, um right. Okay. Well, how, how about like uh, 
Uh, you ever see the movie Evolution? Yes. Now that's David cheesy. Duco- David Duchovny. Right. Yes. Right. Cheesy. Right. You know, yeah. campy, right? Goofy. You know, there's a bunch of aliens yep. and stuff running around. But it's fun. It's done well. Again, it might be the quality of actors because they have better actors in that movie. I don't. I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Wasn't it saying right? that? Did Ivan Reitman do it too? Pretty sure Possibly. he did. I, I think that's. that's I, I mean, he's he can touch anything and make it gold. But I like. Do you? I mean, we obviously grew up watching cheesy, campy. You know, I. Anyone who likes to be while well, me watch horror movies can't be lactose tolerant. I love oozing cheese. <laughs> but, but, but I think I can go back and watch those from the 70s and 80s more so than the past 15, 20 years because they weren't necessarily doing it on purpose. I think like Sharknado being self-aware cheese camping is they're trying to create that campiness. They're trying to create this cult status with these movies off the bat. Like that was their goal. And I think they're not taking it necessarily as seriously because we can go back and say, yeah, some of these things are really cheesy. These things are really campy. Chopping mall. Really cheesy and campy. We can go back and watch it because they were trying to, I think, make it more of a serious movie. It just came out that way. You know, it wasn't a, a plan necessarily to go to that path immediately. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were they're, They try very hard to be serious and that everybody's laughing at it and they're like, Oh wait, no, uh, that's what I meant. Right. <laughs> well, right. Uh, yeah, that's like, yeah, like, like Tommy was so who like, you know, like everybody's laughing at this movie that he worked so hard to make. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's what I meant to do. I meant to make it funny. No, you didn't. Right. <laughs> But I, I think I can get more cheesy and campy with older stuff than I can tolerate with newer stuff. If it's done, it's, I think just as we discussed, the newer stuff is it's so hard to pin that down and have it work. It, it can be done. We have examples, lots of examples. It can be done, but I think it's when it's bad and purposely cheesy and campy is the problem. Right, and 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 so many people try, and and the vast majority of them miss. And I just I don't understand why they they keep trying. I mean, I guess Sharknado was apparently successful enough to make how many sequels? Two, three? But they're yeah, they're six. Right. I think it's so. They're, they're so there six. Yeah, I I think they. Ugh. I think the last one they traveled through time. Uh, oh man! Right. So I mean, but it's. Is it though? Like, are you gonna look back at it like in twenty years, and people are gonna still have that nostalgia like we do with stuff from the eighties and nineties? I don't think it'll be that long of a lasting of a thing. Like, I think it's run its course, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, well, and again, something like that. You know, again, the people that make it and they continually keep making it bad, but they will run it into the ground. <laughs> They will they will continue to run it until there's only like three people left that want to watch this movie and they will still make another one. And then those three people will hate it. And then they're like, oh, we can't make it anymore because no zero people want to watch it. But they'll run it into the ground. And then, yeah, like you said, nobody will care about it ever again. Right. Nobody will want to even watch the first one. anymore. But I mean, I think when it's uh, we discussed earlier is when you're, you know, you're, you're picking 
stuff to, to watch now. A lot of it's word of mouth. We discuss this a lot. You know, we know a lot of other people that watch horror movies that are newer to horror movies that kind of maybe had a longer break than right. That we get more substance and story, and I think that's working really well because we always think of slashers as horror movies being like the quintessential horror movies where you you have these great kills and you really don't have much in between. Like so many of them are silent. Like there's not much dialogue between stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of moody looking out over woods. <laughs> Right. And then w- weird camera angles from the bushes. <laughs> right. So I think I, I think the, 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 the horror movie renaissance we're having is we actually have story. It's not just about the kills. Anything like that. Yeah. I, I, I love when there's more story and, and background and, and weird, goofy stuff that they throw into it. Um you know, I mean, not a lot of people like that. Not a lot of people like story being thrown into their into their horror movies, but I do. I, I always, I, you know, I, I love when there's story put in things. I think I think Midsummer was a fantastic movie, a horror movie in daylight, like all daylight. Right. Yeah, I think like the whole movie is in daylight. Yeah, and that that is amazing. That that I don't think would ever. I mean, there's other movies that take place. In, Daylight, but most of them is scary stuff at night. But for the be able to pull that off, I think in the daylight all the time was amazing. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought it was great. I'm also a big Florence Pugh fan, so right. And, and it came out by A24, and A24 puts out a lot of good stuff recently. Other than like I think they like Spring Breakers or whatever that was. That wasn't horror, but like you know, Ex Machina. You know, the axe. There's quite a few like that, right? Mm-hmm. Lamb. Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> Hereditary. I, I think I, Hereditary was interesting. It was very interesting. Or the the witch, you know. The Vavitch. Right. I, I, just, I think we're getting more story that necessarily, not necessarily has ever been there in horror. You know what I mean? I think we're getting more building aspects that we, and that's have, good. That we didn't yeah. necessarily have growing up. Yeah, I, I love that. I like I like all your world building stories and backgrounds and <laughs> you know backstories for characters, <laughs> but again, a lot of horror purists don't don't really dig on that. They yeah. just want their, their mindless, you know <laughs> off, they want to turn off their brain and watch people get killed. Right. Yeah. By some yeah. person that nobody knows who they are. Doesn't matter. Right. Wearing coveralls and a mask. That's all that matters. So with you know what we're looking for and the new wave of stuff, let's let's talk about another medium that this is becoming a bigger thing in is video games. You know, I, I think we are always the video games that we had growing up were, you know, very loosely based on horror movies. Like, you know, what I mean, oh go collect bats or kill bats when you're fighting, you know. Nightmare on Elm Street, or just tie tie in stuff like that, and yeah, like you know, their story obviously in the Resident Evil games, and it just became more movie like. I would say, you know, do you think we can see with the Dark Pictures anthology, with the Quarry, with Until Dawn, that we are seeing horror being done story wise better in a video game as a whole? than some movies. 
Um, yeah, I mean, and not only that, but I mean, well, you know, you're playing a, a horror video game and there's a lot more stuff you can put into it, right? You know, because I mean, you're looking at a movie, which is, you know, whatever, an hour and a half to two hours. Well, you're more like slashers or, you know, I think they're pretty standard yeah. at an hour and a half. They usually don't go beyond that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much, you know, options you're going to have, you know, and if you're, you got a game, you know, there's a million different things you can do, you know, like in, uh. Um, you know, like Until Dawn or or the Quarry. You know, there's there's all these different characters where if they were all in the slasher movie, you know, they'd be dead in an hour and a half. But in the movie, they they right. all branch out and they have all their different stories and they're all exploring different parts of you know wherever they're at, the woods and the you know <laughs> spooky houses and you know islands <laughs> and all kinds of stuff all over the place. You know, they're exploring all over the place and and they, there's they can all have their individual stories and you know individual you know little mini villains and, and all this kind of stuff. And there's a lot more to it. It's like a, you know, it's like an extended horror movie. You know, like is it more? Movies. Is it more atmospheric? Are I you mean, more it, more engaged in it? Because, well, yes, it's not like you, you you have choices. You have button presses to do, and it's kind of an interactive movie. But with that time, are you able to be more immersed into the world? I mean, yeah. I mean, because you know since you're not limited to that hour and a half time frame, like you can spend, you know, an hour, maybe even two hours introducing just the characters, right? Right. You know, like who they are, you know, or like who, you know, how the relationship is with the other characters that are there, you know, like, let's see, you got, you know, whatever, eight kids, you know, so you have to like, you know, explore the relationship of how all these individual personalities for these people are, how they relate to other people, you know, <clears throat> stuff like that. And you can spend, you know, an hour, two hours fleshing all that stuff out. So like right. you know, later on, hours later, when bad things are happening, you know, you can you can <laughs> kind of go back to that, like oh, you know, they like this person, or you know, or oh, they're friends, or they hate each other, you know. So it's bigger moments when they help them or hinder them or whatever, stuff like that. I, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more that can be built to it because you just have a lot more time to put that stuff in. Now, do you think these horror video games have gotten scarier? Obviously, with graphics change and stuff like that but do you think they're more relevant than you know as, as much as i love you know evil dead i love playing the games but then we have like the dead by daylight daylight or friday the 13th where you're not necessarily not too much of a story you just go around playing as you know the victim or or the killer and you're putting yourself into that world but i don't think it's necessarily like this genre blowing necessarily yeah no i mean i wouldn't say that i get scared from those games but i definitely do get very very anxious and i get very very anxious from the games that where you're just like constantly running away from something like there's some like monster or whatever person psycho killer whatever it is that you're running away from and that's all you can do is run away when you when all you can do is run away and all you can do is hide and like wait for this person to like move away and then you come out and then it's just repeated over and over again you're just getting chased and chased and chased and chased and hiding and it's just like constant adrenaline it's just a constant like you know you're like feel like you know you're a rabbit getting chased by a like a wolf and it it just won't stop like those those games again i don't say they scare me like i'm not like scared from it but they definitely do get me anxious and i get all jazzed up and i can't i can't play them for too long because like you know, I feel like I, I get exhausted from, <laughs> you know, all the adrenaline and, and all this stuff going on. But I, would, I would say I was afraid, but it's definitely, 
effective. Now, if if it's a game that you know that that's happening, and I have a gun, even if the gun is useless, you know, or you know, it works on other you know monsters, but it won't work on this particular monster. That's okay. I can deal with that. You know, little part of the game, and that's fine. But when the game is just that, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't deal with that. That's too much. Would you get more anxious if you did VR for it? Oh, I most likely would, because then <laughs> you're cut off. You know, like you know. You're sitting there staring at a screen. You can just pause it, you know, <laughs> and go in the other room or something. Right. You're like in depth in there. You know, you're strapped in with a helmet on and stuff. Yeah, I can imagine it'd be ten uh, times. That, that the you're. I mean, I think with with VR and how it's getting to where it needs to get to. Like we'll have to see with like PSVR two that that immersion. That I think if you were able to take that and put it into like. Uh, a Dark Pictures anthology or Until Dawn that might make it creepier. I mean, it definitely you know, we, will. We, we go, yeah. I mean, you go back to the the um, old, old old classic movies like The Tinkler where you had like the special vibrates even you just saw it <laughs> in the theater and I think, you know, that worked well for those type of uh, gimmicks for, for those movies but I think you know, games have really progressed far to the point where you know I would want like Until Dawn or The Quarry or Dark Pictures to be made into movies. I think they are a great horror genre on their own. But could we ever get to the point where we were 19 years ago with The Matrix and have franchises or a, a creative thing that becomes canon to a, a, whether it's you know film, TV show, video game. Can we ever have all tie in one? You know, like Star Wars. We have some games that are coming out that are now canon and part of the storyline. Can we see that with horror? I mean, we, we definitely can. I mean, uh, I would I would like to see that. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, I'd. I'd but I mean, it would have to be a lot of investment <laughs> for horror people, and, and they usually don't invest more past you know, like they want to make the one movie, right? Right. And, you know, to be fair, they probably don't get enough budget to do anything other than make that one movie. Um, but yeah, I would love to see that. You know, I would love to see like a like a horror, you know, animatrix, you know, and a horror, you know, um, you know, games that tie back into the movie. You know, like have other characters from the movie doing a, you know, parallel story that meet up later on, you know, I mean, that'd be great. It'd be awesome. I mean, do they have the money to do that? Or is somebody willing to to make that bigger world? That'd be great. I don't know who would. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe Universal can try for the next failure. <laughs> they already tried with their dark universe and failed miserably at it. And I'd argue that, that Bloomhouse has done it better than they have and should continue to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, if they you know, if they're making a world like that, you know, if they're trying to link up, you know, all these different monsters to be in the same world, you could easily throw a game in there, you know, and then just, you know, have it happen in the same world where you can reference those characters that already existed from movies that happened. Um, and then, like, you know, movies that come out later, they can reference stuff that happened in the game. It doesn't have to be the whole plot of the movie. You know, you don't want to alienate people who haven't played the game, but the people that played the game and then watch the movie are going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that. Because I watched, you know, I, I played the game earlier. It's just cool things, like you know, like you said, that's what they did in the Matrix. You know, you watch 
second and third Matrix movies, and there was the little Easter eggs and little things, you know, characters, you know, that were there, um, right. that you know and because you the played Matrix the game. Video game. Yep. Right. Yeah. He was like, yeah. you know, those, you know, ghosts and and the the operator guy. I don't remember his name, but in the movie, they, they didn't even have speaking roles. They just like right there, but it was the same actors, so you knew who they were. Like you, those characters talked and did a lot in the game that you played. Be awesome if they did that. I mean, they could easily do that with the, like you said, a, a grand universe type world. You could easily inject that kind of stuff in there. You know, because yeah, could there be a story that they just don't think would ever be in a movie, like the Conjuring universe? Could we see something like that? I mean, I think that's a good area because every horror movie seems that that really is popular seems to get a video game at some point in time, and I think it would make more sense instead of to be in that world to have it in that immersive story that you can do a lot more world building in. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool, you know, instead of just, like, rehashing whatever movie you're making the game from, to, like, actually make right a, an original story <laughs> in that world that links up, you know, and then, like, a, a sequel that comes out later could, like, you know, actually, you know, talk about stuff that happened in that game as if it's canon, as if it happened. Right. That'd be awesome. And do you think we could also maybe the opposite end of it is franchises that we consider dead could the you know obviously the franchise has been around for forty years one thing but like could we just see it just transition into video games instead you know because we have lots lot of stuff that we get set up in horror movies that just bomb horribly that we never get answers to and maybe sometimes they're comics or maybe they're sometimes they're books could we see a video game be that next step in finishing their story. Um, yeah, I mean, they definitely could, and and they've tried to do that. Uh, you know, with some stuff. I mean, not not horror uh, specifically, but they've tried to do it with some stuff. Like they tried to come out with a uh, a Firefly game. Um, you know, right. after Firefly's been dead, you know, like you said, it's got comics, got books, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And they tried making a game. I mean, yeah, they never finished it. It never actually right. came out. Right. But it did. They were working on it. They were trying to, like, continue that world with with the game. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I, mean, I think it's just a matter of time before they do that with, with horror. But, I mean, with horror, they usually just try to, like, rehash, um, you know, whatever story that, you know, is happening in that particular movie or it's going to be something right. you know generic you know like uh one of the you know she's like Friday the 13th the game or two saw seven. games yeah there's <laughs> saw there's, games there's two saw games yes really yeah that you just go around and uh, try to avoid like the same five traps the entire time sounds awesome uh, yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's the thing like we we have really bad or video games based off of horror movies had nothing to do barely anything to the point where we could have that story there. Uh, that's something I'd really like to see because I there was what well there was a sci-fi show that was trying to release a game at the same time. I don't recall off the top of my head. Um, Continuum. Oh, I actually do know this one. Was it, it was it continuum? Defiance. 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 Yes, that's yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Defiance. Defiance is a great show. And the Defiance only got canceled because it's it cost too much money to make it. Right, like it was it was doing well ratings wise, but it wasn't making enough for the you know for the amount of people that were watching it versus the the budget that it needed because there was a lot of makeup and a lot of effects and shit that went into that show. 
But yeah, the Defiance game, the, the game was terrible. And they did, the funny thing is they did, they, they you know, completely canceled it, got rid of it, but then they rebuilt it and brought it back. And now, and it's still around. It's like Defiance 2050, I think it's called now, or some, so it's really? Defiance and then some number. Yeah, and it still exists. It's still up. Oh, wow. It's like a totally different, that's like gutted, simplified version of what the game used to be. But it was, it was a terrible game. I haven't played the new version. I don't know. But the the original one because I loved the show. I was like, oh, I'll play the game too, and it was it was horrible. <laughs> I was like, I can't even do this. This is bad. Yeah. All right. The last topic. Mm-hmm. Your all time, all time favorite of of horror movie across board. Is it something do you do you think is something you have to defend a lot, or do you think it's kind of like a universal? Um. Thing? Well. I mean, you know, Aliens is my favorite movie, but if I'm going to go with a, a movie that, uh, you know, is going to be my all-time favorite, specifically closer to horror movie, I'm going to go with Hardware. And Hardware is a movie okay. that I'm going to have to defend because no one knows about Hardware. Right. Like, I talked to so many people and no one has ever heard of this movie and I have to show people. It was like one of those movies that didn't even get a DVD release. It, it eventually did get a Blu-ray release, thankfully. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was like yeah, VHS, <laughs> Laserdisc, completely skipped uh, DVD and went straight to Blu-ray. Um, but it, it's a fantastic movie. It's great. I mean, it's got Iggy Pop is in it as a, okay. as a radio announcer. I mean, Lemmy from Motorhead is a taxi driver. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's got you know like a weird like cyberpunk post-apocalyptic world. That's that's awesome. There's like you know weird radiation stuff. There's there's people from uh, the guy from Fields of the Nephilim. Did you ever you ever hear that band? No. It's like a it's like a goth band. Okay. Um, but the the weird guy that came from the wasteland. That's the dude from Fields of the Nephilim. Like there's a lot of like music people in the movie. Anyway, it's fa- it's fantastic. There's a lot of you know cool, just awesome imagery. And again, this the this that the cool weird cyberpunk post you know post apocalyptic world is I I just love it. It's it's Fantastic world building, and then the, the 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 sets and everything is is great. Um, but yes, I do have to defend that movie a lot because no one no one knows about it. Well, I didn't, I didn't know about it until I met you and, and watched it. Like it completely missed my radar. I think is because of the time frame it came out, and right, right. you know, time I was doing it, there's there no DVD release. There's no way for me to have really known about it. If right, it, and it was, yeah, the VHS. It was, Right, yeah, like we were talking about earlier. That's the only reason I knew about that movie is because I was in the video store, and again, I always, I always, you know, gravitated toward that sci-fi section. And it was like, you know, I looked at the cover, and it looked kind of cool because I had just watched Predator not too long ago, and and the cover looked kind of like Predator, <laughs> you know, where it's like, right, and it had like the the crosshairs <laughs> and like a guy and like a kind of like an infrared thing. I'm like, ooh, this looks cool, and I watched it. It was awesome. I loved it. And I would try to talk yeah. about that movie with people, and they had no no idea what I was talking about. Nobody ever saw it. But yeah, like you said, if I wasn't in that era, you know, looking at VHSs in a video store, yeah, I probably would have never watched it either because it never really went anywhere. But right. as we know now, it's yeah, it's a Richard Stanley movie. Who, yep. Well, <laughs> people know movies. You know about the whole Island of Doctor Moreau fiasco, <laughs> and now he's back and he's yeah. making yep H.P. Lovecraft movies and, and the. Colorado space can't is wait. fantastic. So can't wait for his next ones. That he's <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, that is that is my favorite that I will defend because I have to defend because nobody heard about. It, but 
Right. Hardware. Fantastic. I mean, my is Evil Dead, number one. Um, all time, that's that's just, for me, it's, it's as much as I love Evil Dead 2, I think Evil Dead 1 really was like a, a, a standing point that, you know, obviously people know of it now. Obviously, I'm a huge, huge Bruce Campbell fan, and obviously I have half my horror sleeve is Evil Dead. Um, and I, I think sometimes I have to defend Evil Dead 1 versus Evil not a lot, but you know when uh, when wife and I started dating all those all those years ago, you know I'm like she's like what, what movies do I watch? I'm like all right, you have to watch the Evil Dead trilogy. Like, if you don't like this, this, this relationship's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's you know, fair. you know, and and you know, obviously my son's name is Ash William. That's it, it, the homage is there. So, I mean, people can say it's campy it's not scary you know that they want to call the sequel i, I would call it the feather yellow res one a sequel because it's not the same characters you know um but yeah i mean it's anything evil dead i i uh, all for <laughs> yeah the, you know and it, it's a great movie but the, you know, the funny thing about that is i watched evil dead 2 and army darkness and i you know love those movies and I was always like, hey, let's go watch Evil Dead 1. And I could never find it. Yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. You know, like, this is back at the Blockbuster days. Blockbuster never had it. You went to the mom and pop video store down the street. They didn't have it. They Again, they had Evil Dead 2, had Army Darkness, never had Evil Dead 1. And, you know, I, right. like, I could never, never find the thing. It took me years to actually find it and watch it. It was great. But I was, I was kind of just surprised. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's like a serious horror movie <laughs> versus yeah. Evil Dead 2 and Army Darkness are being, you know, more lighthearted. Um, you know, more of a on the comedy side, and the first one is definitely not that. So, yeah, yeah for someone that like me only saw you know two in Army Darkness, it was it was definite you know weird you know change to see it that way. But no, it is it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean that's that's my all time. Like I said I was it this past this past winter went and saw the forty year screening. You know, I like Bruce Campbell enough from it. You know, in two thousand eight walked. Many, many miles to go see my name is Bruce in theaters in Chicago and to meet and greet him, you know. Try to get to the Bruce Fest. I wanna do it at the Stanley Hotel, that didn't happen. Supposed to thinking about when it's gonna happen in Detroit, didn't happen. My eventual goal is to go to a Bruce Fest if they have another one and just be able to watch all of the screen at once. I'm sure, I mean, yeah, he's He'll need more money in the future. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have another one. I hope so. I hope so. It's just, it's just. I, I'm mean, like I said, I met him once. I have to meet him again. So I didn't have my tattoos then. <laughs> I, have to, I have to enter an evil that con- tattoo contest that he always seems to have. So you'll have to have him sign your ass and then get it tattooed on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I guess I could put it. I could. I could put it over the portal on my shoulder too. Oh, there There's you a little go. bit of room there before the back tattoo. <laughs> All right. Well, I think pretty much covers everything I wanted to discuss with you today. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, our, you know, this is episode one of our, of our first podcast. You know, next week we're planning on talking about the beginning, the kind of the origins of, of horror with H.P. Lovecraft, you know, Penny Dreadfuls, Edgar Allan Poe, and just kind of discuss those movies um, you know, kind of the roots of horror. Um, so this is this is graveyard saying, 
Have you checked on the children? <laughs> <laughs> and Mrs. Salem saying, long live the new flesh. <laughs> All right. Bye. Farewell. <laughs>